Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Saturday. We are in the third week of Lent, day 16 of our 40-day journey through this season. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from John chapter 2, we begin at verse 13. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple with the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The Jews then said, This temple has been under construction for forty-six years, and will you raise it up in three days? He was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. At the heart of the temple were the holy places that only the priests could enter, including the most holy place, the Holy of Holies, where only the high priest could enter, and only once a year on the Day of Atonement. Outside the holy inner rooms at the heart of the temple was an altar and then a courtyard for the priests, and outside of that courtyard was the place where Israelite men could gather to worship, and outside of that a place for the Israelite women, and then outside of that wall there was finally a large courtyard 
<coughs> in this temple compound that was called the courtyard of the Gentiles. And it was in this outer courtyard that the this courtyard of the Gentiles that that Jesus finds people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, along with the people who helped exchange Roman coins for temple coins, the money changers seated at their table. They all together had transformed the courtyard of the Gentiles into a marketplace for doing the business of the temple, buying sacrifices, exchanging coins, preparing for worship, whatever was needed by Israelites, by Jewish people as they went to worship at the temple. And by doing so, they made this temple itself a holy place exclusively just for their people then, a place where Gentiles were not permitted to enter. And in the places where Gentiles were permitted to enter, to make that appear no different than any other marketplace on any other street. When Jesus fashions a whip and drives the animals out and overturns the money changers' tables, he is delivering a message. This is a sermon. This is a prophetic word and action, a word of judgment against the Jewish authorities and the temple leadership. And by this word, he is announcing his arrival to overturn the current structures and practices of worship, of relationship with God here in the temple. Stop making my father's house a marketplace, Jesus shouts here in John's Gospel. This is not Jesus making a commentary about the inappropriateness or uncleanliness of commerce, but a comment about the purpose and goals of the temple itself. Is this a place where Jewish people and Jewish people alone do what is required for them under the law, fulfilling their obligations, providing a way of continued holiness, a way that sets them apart of God's own people in an unclean world? Or is this going to be a place where the Lord dwells and from which the Lord calls the whole earth to come into the light, to worship God and learn God's ways? Is this a house for Israel alone or a house of prayer for all people? When the temple rulers ask him for a sign of his authority to speak against the temple, Jesus replies that the sign is this. Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And now suddenly we are led to the more profound meaning of Jesus' temple sermon. Now we see what Jesus is proclaiming, that it is Jesus who is the true temple, the place where the fullness of God, the glory of God, has come to dwell and abide among human beings. And by his crucifixion, this temple, the body of the Son of God, will be destroyed. And after three days, the body will rise, this body will rise, to bring light and life and peace to all people, to welcome Gentiles into the light of the Lord. The promise, the purpose, and the goal of the temple is fulfilled in Jesus' death and resurrection. And by God's grace, then, all people are brought into the worship of the Lord through the Son in the Holy Spirit. The curtain that divides the holy place from the holy of holies is torn apart. The wall that separates priests from from, from Israelite men is broken down. The wall that separates Israelite men and priests from Israelite women is broken down. And the wall that separates Israelite priests, men and women from Gentiles is broken down so that all might dwell and abide in the Lord. And this is by God's grace 
the promise, the purpose of the temple is fulfilled in Jesus' resurrection. And by God's generous, gracious giving, all people are brought into the worship of the Lord through the Son in the Holy Spirit. God comes to dwell and abide among us, the body of Christ in the world. This relationship with God is not transactional, but one of grace, of, of God's generous giving to us freely from God's own love. We do not need to buy cattle or sheep or doves to come into God's presence. We do not need to exchange our currency for special temple currency. In fact, we need no currency at all. We need only our own need. And we discover that God has come to us with gift upon gift, welcome upon welcome, giving us the body and blood of his dear Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The temple has come to us. And in Christ, we have been made part now of this temple. We have been graciously welcomed into the fellowship of Christ in the Holy Spirit, who lives and abides in us, and through us and from us, proclaims the good news of the light of Christ to the whole world calling and inviting all to come and worship in God's gracious presence. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gifts of relationship with others, and for the communion of faith in your church. For who else, for what else are we grateful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world, heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for the people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, and for all who work for peace and international harmony, for the sick in body, mind, and spirit, and for those who are there to help through whom you provide. 
for those who are poor and hungry, for those who are mourning, for all who work to strive or can strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, and for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that we might be, as you have called us to be, your body and presence, your holy temple in this world, calling and inviting all to come and walk in your light and to praise and worship you. For who else? For what else do we pray today? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us, so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. And Lord, remember us in your kingdom, and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the Holy Spirit fill you with new life and abundant joy. And Almighty God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless and preserve us. Amen.